The EduTech guys present a conversation from our live coverage of FETC in Orlando, Florida on Friday, January 26th, 2018. Enjoy the program. Good morning, guys, and thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. My name is Mason, and I come to you guys by way of Dallas, Texas. Nice. Uh, there I am an educator. Um, I used to work in the local school districts, Dallas ISD, Plano ISD, and Garland ISD, oh, nice. but now I am an education technology national instructor for EdTech teacher. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Cool. That sounds like a fun gig. It is very fun. I enjoy it a lot. Awesome. So um, tell us what brings you to Fetzi. So this is actually my first time here at FETC. I've heard a lot of great things about this conference. Um, definitely had to go ahead and put in for a proposal to present. Um, that proposal was accepted, and then there was no way that I could turn that down. So <laughs> here I am now in Orlando, Florida, being able to share with teachers and help them so that they can improve pedagogy with technology for their students. That's awesome, cool, man. Yeah. So uh, tell us about the presentation about your about your session. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of my favorite tools I discovered a few years ago when I was a high school English teacher um, was Nearpod. Um, and I love to share the wonders of Nearpod. Um, but today what I'm going to be talking about is how Nearpod is device agnostic. In other words, it doesn't matter if you're in a one-to-one -one school with iPads, Chromebooks, laptops, or whether it's BYOD and the students bring in whatever device they have, any device that can connect to the internet, you can use with your students to engage them in lots of interactivity um, and kind of help to improve student success. That's cool. Well, and it's amazing how far we've come in terms of technology where, you know, I, we, we've been around, we've been in this game for a <laughs> while, right? And, and so, and, and Unfortunately, from my perspective, there are still schools that fall into this category. You know, it used to be you know, we were we're only you know X brand of device, mm -hmm. and then, luckily, fortunately, uh, at least from my perspective, a lot of a lot of that has started to change and has really been changing. And along with that, you know, part of that part of the reason why we were kind of married to a particular device was because the software we wanted to run only ran on that That's device. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and now. I don't. It doesn't matter what you have. You know, you're sitting here. You've got a phone. You've got an iPad yep. Pro. You've got. You know, it doesn't matter what you've got hanging out here. The software runs anywhere, anytime, on anything. And that is the beauty of it. That yes. is the beauty. Of it. So let's talk about Nearpod. Yeah. And, and the beauty of Nearpod and all the aspects of it. So what's really cool about Nearpod, it's a presentation tool at heart. Um, and for teachers who are just getting into integrating technology, they can take presentations that they previously had, but then they can add interactivity and they can add more engagement into their lessons. Uh, for example, some of my favorite tools that are integrated within Nearpod are um, 3D images where students are able to get a more um, whole view of whether whether it's plant and animal cells, whether it's the human body, whether it's um, dinosaurs or cars, but lots of cool things. And then it also integrates um, VR technology so that you can take students on virtual field trips to pretty much any place around the world. Yeah. When I was in the classroom, uh, I was an English teacher, and uh, I remember one of the first times I used Nearpod, we were reading Thoreau and we were talking about Walden Pond. Well, we're in the middle of Texas, <laughs> and it's really difficult for my students to really visualize what it is that Thoreau was talking about. 
So I took them on a virtual field trip to Walden Pond, and I wanted them to get that more immersive experience of the beauty that the author was describing. So it really helped to enhance the lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, that that's true. Awesome. I mean, I, you think about, you know, we're, we're in southwest Arkansas, so we, we know Texas. And by the time you get to Dallas, you know, the trees are shorter. Yeah. And <laughs> that's not that's not Walden Pond. That's yeah. not that wooded area. Right. That, yeah, that, that beautiful area. And, you know, that's the, that's the interesting thing. We talk about that a lot is getting students to understand uh, the role that they're in when they're reading and when they're even in history is that can you put yourself in, into that position yes. and Nearpod gives you the ability to meld all these things together mm-hmm. and, and and they like being overwhelmed you know kids <laughs> do like being overwhelmed yeah you know Nearpod is a is a really really nice piece and there's a ton of them out there mm-hmm. I mean you can get in Nearpod for free right yeah you can start with the free and you have a lot of cool options that you can use even with just the free account yeah so um did you uh, you know designing and developing in your session I bet that's what a lot of it went into is like how to design and develop you know the Nearpods right and it, since you've used it you know can you talk on that a little bit about designing it yeah so for me um, I always start with the end in mind same with the goal is for students. What, what are the SEs? What are the student outcomes? What do I want the students to achieve? And how I'm going to have the students prove that. And so that all goes into designing any lesson, um, whether that's with Nearpod or without Nearpod. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I, one of the things I do is I build in formative assessment pieces or these checks along the way to make sure that students are understanding the lesson and make sure they're getting it. But if there are any breakdowns in understanding, that helps with reteaching and um, tutorials and other things to support student learning that's cool um, do you let the kids oh you know go ahead do you let the kids use Nearpod on their devices to create you know their projects and essays and things like and that I love that you say that and that's one of the things that teachers when they're getting started they, they always think that I'm the teacher and I have to create but when you put the students in control and allow them to create I am always blown away at what they come up with um, but allowing students yes to create their own Nearpods where they can show what they know mm-hmm. think feel and understand and share that with other students mm-hmm. we are really maximizing the, the potential of the technology at that point exactly and and that is you know that, that those are huge leaps toward what a lot of educators in, in a lot of districts are moving toward is is that demonstration of mastery, right? You, I can get an A on a test. That doesn't mean I have a clue what I just took a test on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there, there used to be a, many moons ago, there was you know, kind of a running joke that there were certain um, IT certifications that one could, uh, you know, they could go through a course, go take the test, and they could be the IT certified in particular areas. And it didn't mean they knew yes. anything about it. Right. It means they knew how to study <laughs> and take the test. test. Yes. And so students, there's a lot of students. I, I was that way in school. You know, you give me the material, you give me a test, I can get an A on the test. Do I have a clue what I just did? No, I just know I passed the test. <laughs> Using things like Nearpod and having the students demonstrate that. You, as the instructor, you know, you as the educator, you see what they have mastered, possibly also where maybe some shortcomings are, but by the same token, those students are probably going to remember the content far longer yes. than a student who just sits down and takes a test. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that. Um, I think about, we all know that we all have to pass that driver's test, but we all know that not everyone can actually drive. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Being able to show mastery is in a, yeah. a whole different story completely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you know, that awesome. we're all tired of assessments. 
<laughs> and, and I'm I'm hoping that as we as our teachers get more and more comfortable with this, mm-hmm. that we're we get to the point where we can prove to those that are making these rules about assessments that are not in education yes. that our students can you know like David yeah. said you know produce the ability that we have mastered this that we understand it yeah. and I th- I think that's where we're coming to not not anytime soon unfortunately yeah. probably but. Hopefully, eventually, the lawmakers and those making these decisions will go, oh, wait, you know, look at this content that mm-hmm. these students are turning out. They completely understand physics and science and history and English. And it's, you know, and Nearpod's one of those things that yeah. can do it. And there's a ton of them out there, but right. you know, Nearpod is an, is an easily attainable for teachers mm-hmm. to use across the K-12 spectrum. Absolutely. Uh, I love the fact that it can be used uh, at any level and with any subject. Um, and when we are integrating technology, it, it's really a spectrum that we're trying to take the kids on. We're go, they're going from consumption to creation. And we, when we get them to creation um, and allow them to use that technology to show us whether it's through music or whether it's through videography or whether it's through some sort of presentation tool, um, giving them this wide range of options for showing what they know. Um, when I, the technology was introduced in my classroom, one of the first things I learned, because I was an English teacher, and I thought that the only way my students could show me what they knew was by writing. But when I realized that if my learning objective was not to see how they write, but it was to see if they understood the theme, if they, to see if they could think critically and analytically, they had other mediums in which they could show me that they were mastering those concepts um, without writing, and the technology allowed for them to do that in so many varied ways, and so it was a welcome change. Yeah, Yeah. that's what, uh, I've got a a colleague of mine, and uh, she uh, is also an English teacher, and um, she's she's kind of the same way, you know, for the longest time she thought the students needed to write papers. And uh, she had uh, she'd started opening up and letting the students do some other things. So she had one student. I, I wish I could remember the topic. I can't remember the topic. Um, but it was really it was rather complicated. It was like um, essentially it was everything you know about Macbeth. I mean, really, yeah. is what it amounted to. And so the student came and said, "Okay, well, I want to write a rap. I want to do a rap about Macbeth." And she said, "Okay, this is the rubric. These are the things you have to be able to demonstrate." And she said, "It was awesome. Yes. It was amazing. It yeah. was just letting students." demonstrate their knowledge through the things they enjoy yes i love yeah. that so much so much. that's really cool so cool yeah. so um if folks want to reach out to you and get in touch with you and you know add you to their pln absolutely uh, what's the quickest and easiest way um pretty much across all of social media um you can find me at edtech mason um you can always connect with me on my website at edtechmason.com Cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. There you go. You, that makes it very easy to yes. find you. <laughs> so um, how long are you here today, this last day? Are you going to stay till 2 and then head out? This and, is my last day, and my flight doesn't leave until 530, so I'll probably sweet. be here to 2 to hang out and connect yeah. with more and educators. All the yes. Yeah, there's like 20 things in there I want, like a laser cutter. Right. And, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There, there's, I'm really getting into coding robots, and there's so many different oh, ones. Yeah. So have you seen this root robot everyone's talking I about? I have not. You need to see it. I understand it has multi-sensors, can climb walls, oh, can my gosh. all kinds of stuff. Okay. Yeah. I have to definitely check I that out. I have to check that one out. Um, uh, before you go, oh, that's right. We yeah, have we a have little a, tchotchke, a, got little, a little party, party gift, gift for you. Awesome. Right. you, guys. At the booth. I got a very cool button, and I'm actually a button collector, so this is wonderful. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh-huh. Awesome. That awesome. works out well. Like, um, amazing. Thanks for coming over and seeing us. Guys, 
Thank you so much. Awesome. I greatly appreciate we'll it. Keep in touch. Hopefully connect again in yeah. the future. Yeah. Yes, Thanks absolutely, man. You've been listening to a recorded conversation from EduTech Guys live coverage of FETC 2018. For more information about EduTech Guys, visit edutechguys.com. And thanks for listening.